Good morning. The woman once branded Australia's worst female serial killer has had her convictions quashed. Kathleen Folbig spent two decades in prison after being convicted over the deaths of her four children. Robert Ovadia is at the Court of Criminal Appeal. Rob, a special commission of inquiry has already found reasonable doubt over her guilt. Yes, it had found that. It led to a pardon of Kathleen Folbig in June. Now, a pardon isn't quite the quashing of a conviction. That is showing mercy. The quashing of a conviction means it should never have happened, should not have existed in the first place. And when that word was read out today that the convictions for the deaths of her four children, Laura, Sarah, Patrick and Caleb, was read out, Kathleen Folbig started quietly sobbing, so did her friend Tracy Chapman. They both embraced and when the three judges left the court, it burst out into spontaneous applause. This has been a very, very long fight for justice and Kathleen Folbig was essentially cleared by new scientific evidence. That scientific evidence uh, suggested that there was reasonable doubt, that there were other explainable factors for the deaths of her four children. Kathleen Folbig didn't take questions outside court roughly 40 minutes ago, but she did give a lengthy statement. I am grateful that updated science and genetics has given me answers as to how my children died. However, even in 1999, we had legal answers to prove my innocence. They were ignored and dismissed. So even after such an extraordinarily long path through the legal system, there could be a bit to go yet. Kathleen Folbig has announced her intention to seek compensation. OK, thank you very much. Robert Ovadia at the Court of Criminal Appeal in Sydney. Cyclone Jasper may have been downgraded to a tropical low, but the force of the storm has left trees down and 40,000 homes and businesses without power. Residents on the North Queensland coast are now assessing the damage as the threat of flooding continues. Joel Dry joins us now from Cairns. Morning to you, Joel. Uh, it was certainly a tense night for those in the impact zone. Sally, good morning. It was tense, it was loud, it was windy, but most of all it was very, very wet. As the eye of tropical cyclone Jasper passed over the North Queensland coast about 7pm yesterday, it delivered a huge amount of rain that continues to persist today and it is bringing with it the real threat. There are a lot of trees down but structural damage hasn't really been uh, witnessed thus far but there is still an ongoing risk because of the amount of rain that continues to fall. We're sitting around 500 millimetres of rain in some parts of far north Queensland in just a 24-hour period. That's an incredible amount of water that just can't move off quickly enough. So there is the real risk of flooding. We have seen some swift water rescues in the Mossman area. About 12 people needed to be rescued overnight. And with water coming down, the rangers, authorities say they expect more people to be caught out and more rescues to be performed. But this is the far north of Queensland. People are pretty resilient. Some say complacent but for the most part we've been talking to people and they say they are comfortable with the situation. Doesn't look too bad now, a little bit of rain. Looks like it's all gone. <laughs> we've dodged the bullet again. It's just like living in Melbourne. How come? Well, in Melbourne it pours one day and, uh, yeah, it blows the next. 
So there is the risk of uh, power outages remain. Some 40,000 people are without energy today, so they are going to have to endure this relentless rain, mostly in the dark. There was a storm threat, storm surge threat this morning that has dissipated with the passing high tide. But for now, we're just watching the heavens continue to deliver this and hope that rivers like the mighty barren behind me doesn't break its banks and cause too much drama for people in low-lying areas. Sally? It's looking very wet there still. All right, thanks for that, Joel. The United States has asked Australia to send a warship to the Middle East as commercial vessels in the Red Sea come under fire. Live now to political reporter Isabel Mullen. Izzy, the US is attempting to expand its international task force. Yes, Sally, good morning. The government confirmed it is considering the request, but no decision has been made yet. It would mark a major escalation in our national response to the unfolding crisis in the Middle East. If an Australian warship is sent to the Red Sea, it would be entering a hot war zone. The United States is responding to growing attacks by Iran-backed militia. We understand the US has been approaching allies to play a more active role in the international naval task force as Houthi rebels launch missile and drone attacks on Israel and commercial ships passing in the Red Sea. There is a lot at stake here. It is a crucial passage for global shipping. Government officials have downplayed the request, saying the Defence Minister is often asked to send ships, but he hasn't ruled this out. As I understand it, uh, there has been a request made. We'll consider it in the usual way, but we're already making a contribution to maritime security in that part of the world. The Defence Minister, Richard Miles, will hold a press conference in Darwin later this afternoon. Sally. All right, thank you very much. Isabel Mullen there.